Hey everybody, Coach here. Man, welcome to a new year and I hope it finds you whole, healthy, and full of excitement for the new year. It certainly does for us, I'll tell you that. I have put together a number of landscape and construction tasks and ideas that I have set for ourselves here at Brook and Pond this year in 2024. Funny thing is, there's around 24. I probably could have come up with more. It only took me about 10 minutes to think of 24. Hey, you know, up here in Maine, uh, we only have a, a construction time usually for DIYers uh, that is about six months long. So do you think 24 things is ambitious? Is it doable? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. It's just a matter of uh, mind and body staying with it and uh, getting through it. I only have about mm, mid to late April through November or so. So that's my time frame. So let's get into it. Man, I am glad you are here and spending a few minutes with me at the beginning of the year. So let's launch the first episode of 2024. Hey friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. Hey, welcome back and thanks for staying with me. So in no particular order, my list for 2024 will be coming up in just a minute. But more importantly, what ideas do you guys have for your home and landscape this year? Whether it be big or small, free or costly, I'm kind of curious. Does anybody think have anything on the drawing board or on the table for this year? Man, do me a favor and uh, you can drop me a comment. Or you can watch the YouTube video and drop me a comment there. Or, hey, you can always email me yardcoach at gmail.com. But you know something? I was harking back to when uh, Maestro and I sold Wee Patch Ranch, and that was right at the launch of COVID in uh, the spring of 2020. And we noticed as we began our travels for the next four years that uh, a lot of homeowners, a lot of homeowners through uh, social media platforms and stuff that we saw, a lot of people because of uh, stay-at-home orders and whatnot, a lot of people turn towards their homes and their landscapes to do some improvements. You know, the, the huge interest and effort were kind of turned indoors and outdoor tasks during that lockdown period. You know, whether it was uh, little projects or big projects, whatever folks could do to stay the course and get through the crisis at hand, I really admired people that were doing it in a positive, constructive, no pun intended, way. And uh, there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of you that did that. Well, you know, having a new place like Maestro and I have here at Brook and Pond, and it needing many things to kind of, I don't want to sound snobbish, I just want to say, bring it up to uh, our landscape standards, because right now it's, uh, it's kind of like a Desert landscape in the forest is what it is. It's just gravel, a few rocks, and some ill-placed green giant arborvitae. And that's it. That's except for what Mother Nature has planted around us, which is beautiful. It's getting more beautiful as I clean it up. But that's it, you know? And the previous owner who was kind of, I don't know, I'll, I'll remain polite, I guess, didn't want to have anything to do to have to care for something because the place that we have 
It was only like a part-time snowmobile retreat type of thing. So they had nothing but uh, gravel, rock, and a couple of pieces of greenery, and that was it. But this year, for us, this year will be a big kickoff once spring actually arrives, which is somewhere around May. You know, every year is a little different, but somewhere around May. And for me, and I speak for Maestro as well, that is quite a shocker for us. Uh, spring for us, coming from Northern California, that was March, sometimes even late February, off and on. So this list is compacted down to about six and a half months, maybe a little more weather dependent. But let's review this annual bucket dream list and you tell me what you think. And this is in no particular order of importance, although it will probably get juggled in different ways as the season progresses. But number one, number one is ground drainage. Ground drainage is going to be one of the ones that are right there in the top five that I have to address. It has good drainage in the area, but it needs to be directed away from the driveway and a few other things. So good ground drainage, a good uh, either PVC or corrugated system. And yeah, some of you out there are going to say, yeah, but you're up way up there in zone four, man. That stuff's going to freeze. Well, if it's freezing, it's not running and I don't really care. And if it's done at the proper slope, whatever was in there will have drained out and if it freezes and expands, it's not going to be full. You know, I just take care of stuff a little better than that. So the, the ground drainage is going to be important, which leads right to number two, and that is gutters. This house at Brooklyn Pond does not have gutters. So everything drips, including uh, snow runoff, including melting snow off the roof, and it drops right at our patio door. It drops right the back patio, so-called back patio, and then everything turns to ice. And you get this uh, snow-ice combination that is very, very hard to manage, and you have to constantly keep up with it. Otherwise, you can't go out the sliding front door. You just can't. It's been a challenge even in the, the colder parts that we've been here already, and it ain't nothing compared to what's coming for the next couple of months. So yeah, gutters are going to be very important. And could I do them myself? Yes, I could, but I would really prefer to have the seamless gutters that roll off the truck that are custom made for the, the length, and I don't have to put a bunch of pop rivet seams and that kind of stuff in it. So yeah, I'm going to pay the money and have someone come in and do it. That is, if I could get the person to actually call you back. Shame on you. Absolutely, shame on you. Okay, number three. Uh, one of the big things that we need is kind of a, an official patios, both front and back and walkways, some types of durable surface that can be cared for other than just gravel. And that is going to be something that we pay close attention to as soon as thaw is done. Uh, there will be a, hopefully a patio out front and in the back and then walkways that kind of go around at least on the pond side of the, the house. There probably won't be walkways on the hillside. That's probably just going to remain driveway with maybe a couple of uh, planting beds. But uh, certainly patios in the back and then walkways that go from the remaining driveway area to the front door and then around to the back. So 
patios and walkways. Another one that is on the board, I don't know if it's gonna be in the top five, it'll probably be in the top 10, and that is a concrete garage apron out front. There is nothing but gravel there right now, and what I find is I turn into a rock throwing contest. Every time I try to fire up the snowblower, I have adjusted the shoe on the snowblower, and yet I'm still throwing you know, inch and a half rocks across the yard. So I think for another project leading up to it, a garage apron, a, a 20 by 20 garage apron is gonna be in order. Number five is one that we're looking at for warmer climate, warmer time of year enjoyment, and that is a small deck out on the pond side of the, the house where you can go and relax, even put up a, uh, a shade shelter, an enclosed bug safe shade shelter, and enjoy it out there during bug season. And then we can take it down and store it and enjoy it the rest of the year uh, just with the deck itself. Right now, there's not a lot of enjoyment that can be found out on the gravel. And the backyard, which you will see on the YouTube video, uh, you can't enjoy it all. It's just very poorly thought out, very poorly constructed, and we're going to address that. Number six is um, something that I found that's a bit of an issue for property management, and that is the brook, the main brook, not the little one that feeds the pond, but the main one down near the road. It needs some bank reinforcement, and so we're going to have to get some uh, rock reinforcement brought in and reinforce it down near the culvert. Because even with the big rain and snow melt that we had a week and a half or so ago, it really eroded some of the root system and some other things coming towards the culvert. I wish the culvert had been put in a little differently, and nine times out of 10, everything is fine, but that brook, it becomes an absolute torrent. And the culvert being about four feet across, it has quite a whirlpool on the upstream side of it. And it constantly just keeps eroding a big circle out. And it needs some support. So probably some rocks are gonna, rock is definitely gonna be placed in there. Number seven, that is a, a string of about 50 boulders that are gonna go on the pond side and kind of support the drop-off edge from the house area, which is relatively flat to the bank area that leads down to the pond. And in that boulder edge, there will be a, a bank fill on both downhill side and uphill side. And in that bank fill, what I have an idea of is planting small plugs of perennials and that kind of stuff and really naturalizing that area. So uh, the boulder should probably be, oh, two to three man boulder size. So probably 400 pounds or so, not super big, kind of the size that's out there now, kind of matching those, but extending it quite a ways. And then there's number eight. Number eight is the massive boulders that we have in the front yard, and those are gonna get relocated. Two out of the three are going to be placed further down the driveway and out at the street. And then the third one, the location is still to be determined. But where they're at, the scale of the boulder and everything else, it just doesn't fit our needs. Previous owners put them there because they were only here part-time and a lot of snow accumulation and other stuff occurred when they weren't here. And then when they had people come in and plow and whatnot, at least those would prevent the plowers from hitting garage corners and other stuff. I don't know, from my standpoint, I'm not trying to be too critical. 
uh, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, it really didn't. So boulder relocation, and then the ones that go down at the um, the roadway, I think will receive some metal address numbers and maybe the name of the property, you know, Brook and Pond. Because eventually, Maestro and I would like to part-time it on Airbnb. So boulder relocation. Number nine is the large timbers that are <laughs> placed in such a fashion out in the driveway area to create a parking and a walkway, etc. And I think they could be used a little differently and a little more purposely by relocating them a bit. Some may stay, but rearranged. Some may be, get converted into deck supports on top of piers and that kind of stuff. But uh, the way they are right now just doesn't make a lot. It just doesn't. It doesn't work for us. So we're gonna we're gonna change it. Number ten, and this is a this is in the top five. We need to finish off our garage inside. We need to get it insulated. We need to rewire it because the handyman rewired that thing up in a fashion that I just can't wrap my head around. It's just like throw it wherever. And this silly, the silly insulated room that isn't really insulated. It probably has something in the walls, but uh, it's not a useful space for us. And I don't know, even when we visited this place buying it, I don't really know what it was used for. You could throw a heater in there. You could put snowmobile gear in there. You could use it as cold storage for canning and other stuff. If, but none of the people before us ever really did that. So I don't, I don't know. But certainly, yeah, we need insulation in the ceiling. We need insulation in the walls. The, the walls need to get covered up. I'm thinking wood, not drywall. And then I'm thinking uh, wood or white metal roof uh, for the top of it. And we need some uh, things like uh, rafter vents and that kind of stuff. Because right now it is ambient temperature out there. And tonight, you know, we have a low of 12. In a couple of nights, we have a low of 4. And so with the snowmobile, the garden tractor, my power hand tools like the chainsaw and the blower and that kind of stuff. It gets hard on those things. So I, I would rather insulate it. Besides, if and when we do sell it, much more appealing to have a insulated garage. Whether I'm going to heat it or not, I don't know yet. But garage finishing is really in the top five. And as part of that, number 11, we need to have something besides just the garage door, the roll-up door. There are a couple spots that whoever built that thing had framed in for windows, but then they never did it. They drilled holes in the siding, but the windows were never placed. So got to address that. And I'd like to get the two that are there ready to go for windows and then consider another two down towards the roll-up door. Which brings me to number 12, and that is garage door relocation. The small uh, eight by seven one that's there is too small for the big dually pickup that we have. So I'm gonna take that and relocate it to the side for a secondary access or actually a third access between the man door and the new door. Gonna put it over on the side. That way we can get tractors and other things in without having to move vehicles and that kind of stuff. And number 13 is the larger garage door. It's gotta be a, a 10 foot wide, eight feet tall. So I gotta redo the, the front of the garage and do 
a new header, new jack studs, new king studs, and new framing, and then have a new door uh, put in. Whether I do that myself, I don't know because I don't know a lot about that. I know that it's fairly easy to do, but I would like to have a, uh, an automated system, and I don't really have access to that stuff. Maybe you guys can give me some tips on uh, where to go or how to do that kind of stuff. Okay, moving on, number 14, and that is accessing water from inside and bringing seasonal drip irrigation outside. Uh, whether I use it every year will depend on what falls out of the sky in the form of rain. But occasionally, we might want to have some container type of stuff. And if we're not here, maybe we get back out on the road for a month or so. You know, things might need to be watered if you have container stuff. And it might need watered if suddenly the heavens turn off for a month. You might need some kind of form of uh, drip irrigation. And then in the fall, I'll blow everything out and uh, winterize it. Number 15, this one is not in the top 10, but it is one that I am going to do, and I'll tell you why. And that is a hot water faucet outlet on the outside of the house. I'm going to take it out of my utility room, and I want to hook it up to a pressure washer because I will not let my truck fall victim to salt corrosion. I, <laughs> I have already seen the roads up here. And I can understand how I see so many quarter panels and frames riding around up here with just junk, just rusted metal frames and, and door bottoms and everything else. So I think I'm going to uh, put some fluid film and other stuff on the undercarriage uh, later this fall and then uh, just keep up on it. Just, just make sure that you get out there and on the salty days, man, you get out there and and blow it off and get it, get out of it, get rid of it. Otherwise, your huge car investment is just going to go down the toilet. Number 16, and that is a uh, retaining wall around the utility pole in my backyard. Once again, the thought process that went into this place yielded no creativity and barely functionality when it comes to the functionality and the serviceability of the yard of this place. And you'll see it in the pictures on YouTube. Uh, it's just like this, this little mound of dirt where the utility pole was stuck. And now I got I to gotta take down that soil part of that. And I've got to re-pour a cement pad around it for stabilization. And then build a wall around it. And then refill it with some nice soils. And then plant that retaining wall so it looks nice. And part of that wall will be the back side of the back patio. So it will it'll tie in rather nicely. Okay, number 17. And I hope by the time this one comes up, the winter has allowed me to get out there and really get a 75-80% jump on this one. And that is complete the forest clearing plan that I have going right now. Yesterday, I spent uh, five hours burning four big stacks of burn pile out there with about four inches of snow all the way around and uh, cleared it off really nice. I have two more burn piles that I have to get through, and I've got some down timber that is still in a dangerous, precarious area and some leaners that need to be taken down. So, yep, got to get chipping away at that stuff. And eventually, it's going to lead to another plan, but I don't know that it's going to be in 24. And we'll share that with you later. Number 18 is going to be a uh, portable shed. I do not have the property clearance in the backyard 
to put a permanent shed without encroachment, and I'm not going to do that. And I don't want a shed out in the front yard because I think the front yard should be somewhat reserved for aesthetics. So I'm going to put up one of those uh, Shelter Logic temporary sheds, and it's going to go in the back. It should be fairly large, probably 16 by 40, and it's enough to house the camper, uh, the truck during the nicer times of year. Maybe one of the trailers that I will have here on the property by May, and miscellaneous other things, you know, tools and snow blowers and mowers and that kind of stuff should be able to fit in there rather nicely. And that'll really free up a lot of space in the garage. Number 19 is uh, right towards the end of the season, and that would be uh, re. Yeah, I take that back. Now, let me just back that up a little bit. Part of this one is especially where the shed's going to go. I need a load of gravel back there to level stuff out and to complete the drainage mock-up back there. And, but the rest of it towards the end of the season is the driveway needs to get dressed up with new gravel. Uh, it's been a few years. I noticed that the snowblower throws a lot of gravel and the gravel that's there is, a, I think it's probably what you would consider a quarter inch minus. So it's a very fine gravel. Does a good job and it looks really nice, but uh, it needs, I probably would say, uh, three to four dump truck loads to come in here and, and tailgate it out there. So that will be one of the last things. Number 22 is a wood pile shed, something to protect the wood pile. I have, uh, I have next year's wood on pallets already uh, with a tarp over it. And it works, but I'd like to have something a little more official, something that could hold two to three cord every year. This year, this winter, Meister and I will get out of here by the skin of our teeth with the amount of wood that was left by the previous owner. We bought all the firewood, but then for a month or six weeks, they decided to burn some of the firewood. Then they decided to take some of the firewood, which was totally against contract. And yeah, those people piss me off. We will have maybe just barely enough before we uh, head west in March to pick up our other trailer and bring it back here. Uh, we should have enough though. But the woodpile shed will be nice. It will be a little more official. I'll probably use a lot of the, the posts and the beams and stuff will probably be from some of the cut downs that we have here already. So it should be big enough to hold two to three cord something like that. And that's more than enough with the supplemental heat that we use here with uh, radiant floor heating. Uh, we'll be fine every season. Number 23, plantings. <laughs> hey coach, you're actually going to talk about plants, huh? Yes, I am. There'll be a lot of foundation plantings, a lot of bed plantings around patios. There will be some plantings out in the front lawn area taking up lots of lawn space. At least for this year, we may rethink the lawn entirely by next year. But for right now, big beds and probably going to go really small because, oh my God, things are so expensive. Uh, they really, really are. And plantings, since the growing season here is only about six months long, I figured, yeah, let's be, we'll save the dollars and just nurse them along. And next, by the end of next year, there'll be a five-gallon plant, plain and simple. Okay, number 24, the last one for 2024. My bucket list here, and that is there is a uh, galvanized corrugated metal culvert on the second brook that flows into the pond down here. 
and it is placed in such a fashion that it's actually useless. The water, some of it goes through the culvert, but most of it goes under and around it. So I think I'm going to pull that. I'm going to pull it, and I'm going to uh, build a small bridge similar to what I have as the outlet of the pond, and that will be part of our forest trail system. And then I'm probably going to take that culvert and have it cut into three pieces. And since it's about three feet in diameter, it's going to be the beginnings of vegetable beds. That's what I think I'm going to do. Now, with that rather ambitious amount of work ahead of us, I will be a realist. I will not throw myself in front of a semi if the list is not totally complete by the end of this year. It's just a uh, task list to give you some direction of where I want the property to go. And it keeps me on task. And it gives me some idea on which to set budget, set design, set uh, resources, set uh, help to come in and do stuff. Like the garage apron, I know that I can perfectly form that thing up and reinforce it and get it ready. But then I will need to reach out and have some help for that day to pour that thing. Because I think Maestro and I added up is about one and a half people and 400 square feet or so. I would prefer to have another man or two help me on that. But like I said, I'm not going to throw myself in front of a semi. Certainly not. Did I think I set the bar pretty high? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I do. But that's just the way I am. And I like waking up and having a purpose in the morning and liking what that purpose is. And oftentimes the challenge of what that task or purpose brings, like I said, will I enlist the help of others? To some degree, I will. You know, at age 65, I can't do everything that I could do at 35. Close, but not totally. And, you know, we'll just chip away at it. Kind of like we have done so far, getting this place somewhat back in order, at least as far as the forest. Like I said at the top of the list, I'm not a gutter pro. Uh, so we're going to reach out there. I have a small task in the backyard as far as the grading goes. And as a part of that grading, I need to bury the service, electrical service conduit much deeper. I think I did a small short on that earlier, and you can see that on the channel, but I need to bury it 18 to 24 inches down and then uh, be able to grade without having <laughs> this gray two inch conduit there and then have electricians come in and pull the new line. I will have all that materials in place ready to go so when they do come in all they have to do is pull it and hook it back up that is something i would rather not do electricity is good at the switch for me and minor stuff yes major stuff no not so much and since it's just little old me and maestro i want to pace ourselves i don't want to run ourselves into the ground i certainly don't want to get hurt or injured i found myself flat on my ass a couple of days ago with uh, my first slip and fall on ice when I was out snow blowing. And uh, I did quite a number on my knee, my left knee, and it really was a wake-up call. You know, I, I got to be careful. I got to keep myself in good shape. I got to be careful when I'm out doing stuff this winter. And I'm certainly going to have to be careful when we start uh, taking on these projects. I do not want to tear myself up. I really don't because it takes twice as long to heal now as it did 30 years ago. So how do I do this? How do I think about the budget? We are not multimillionaires by any stretch of the imagination. So the DIY aspects of a lot of this keeps us on budget, 
I know that all the things that we're doing materials wise is probably going to be in the low five figures. And then the labor obviously is somewhat free. So I look at the budget right now as I think I can, I think I can, I know I can, I know I can. And that's how I plan on approaching this. If uh, the budget doesn't work, at least I will prioritize where the, the resources should go so that I get the most bang for my buck. We'll only happen to see. You know, I mean, we just don't know what we don't know. Right now, though, it is uh, the number one priority is just getting through our first winter, which looks like it will be bearing down on us much harder this month. We had a really weird first snowless Christmas in 10 years here in northern Maine and accompanied only with six other snowless Christmases in the whole state history. So kind of a weird first winter. We had cold and snow leading up to and then everything rained itself off and now we've got three or four inches on the ground again. So uh, yeah, we don't know what uh, is coming up. So let me ask you this in closing. What does your 2024 look like? Do you have landscape plans? Do you have construction plans? Or you don't have any plans whatsoever? Uh, let me know. I, I would be very, very curious to hear from you guys who take the time to actually listen to this. Uh, I'm curious as to what does 24 bring for you? Maybe you don't have time. Maybe you don't have uh, uh, the resources. Maybe you don't have the the project site. Maybe you live in a condominium and you don't have to worry about it. Maybe you live on a houseboat and you don't have to worry about it. But I would be very curious to, to know. I think once project lists, things that you would like to do are out of a person's head. And you're not just staring at the ceiling or you're not uh, daydreaming on the way to work or something. It's out of your head. It's down on paper. You've talked about it within the family. Uh, you've thought about what kind of resources and dollars will it take? What kind of time will it take? That is 70% of the game. That's, that's how projects come about and that's how they get underway and how they get completed. Remember, one thing, it, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to cost fifty dollars to $80,000 to do. It can be little things. It can be a simple little Saturday morning project, or maybe a one-day project, or maybe a weekender, or it's something that you've thought about that you want to involve the kids with and just plant up some containers and do some, some veggie guarding this spring and summer. Hey, it, at least it's something and you're not couch potatoing it and you're keeping up on the place that you have to make a payment on every single month. So what is my landscape probability right now? <laughs> Zero which is, by this coming weekend, is going to be really close to being synonymous with the overnight low temperatures. We will have ground freezing that'll be down probably by this time next week, a full 12 inches or more. But right now, I feel good. I have a design in place. I'm relatively close on making sure the budget's actually going to work. I have a call or two into resources for help next year. Yes, next year is now this year, but I'm thinking May and June, that kind of thing. Now, if we just get them to call you back, that's the whole thing. So if you guys would like to follow along with us and you'd like to try helping us out by supporting us a bit, visit us over there on Patreon or visiting our website, 
and maybe uh, hooking yourself up with uh, the ebook and the digital course to teach yourself how to do this stuff all by yourself and save yourself hundreds, if not thousands of dollars over professional costs. Every little bit helps us achieve our goal. And our goal has always been, from the beginning of this idea, bringing you, our valued listeners and subscribers, these weekly DIY educational podcasts and videos. Hey, I will say goodbye for now. Uh, always here, if you have a question on landscaping, uh, it's time for me to go out and shovel a little snow. So I'll catch you guys next Friday or whenever you have time to visit. Appreciate your time. As always, to your landscape success. Bye for now. Hey friends, Maestro here. Just dropping a reminder to check out the podcast description for discount opportunities and any important links. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on a specific app, please don't forget to rate and review the show. It helps us grow and continue to provide these free podcasts. Again, thanks for listening to this week's show and we'll see you right here next week.